Welcome to Coffee with Creators. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Michael. And this is our scrappy little podcast. A place where you can hang out with us while we talk about tech, photography, social media, and life as creative professionals. So grab your favorite drink and let's chat. I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> you don't? <I> sleep. <laughs> no. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great. How was your week? Uh, it's been pretty good. Yeah, no pooping on the floor or anything. That's always good. <laughs> yeah, nothing super extra. So okay. we're doing good. <laughs> what about you? Um, my son. It was it was great as well. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. better than the last last week. Uh, I definitely had my bouts of anxiety that entire week. I would say, and I mentioned this in you know in along with the last podcast. Did I even mention it in the last episode? I think I mentioned it after the fact. I think I yeah, was after. posting like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, oh yeah, because I was editing the the um, the podcast and I could feel it. I could really feel it in my voice mm-hmm. and just the way, just my cadence and everything was just, just felt different. So I apologize. I know I had to cut a lot of stuff out and I'm like, my God, like the amount of, of um, minutes that I had to cut out was almost like, another podcast That's and i'm so like funny. i'm like chelsea sat through this <laughs> like we were both kind of just feeding off each other and just going okay, with it yeah. yeah so but it wasn't bad it was great actually it was kind of busy and my son's birthday just passed so he turned one Aww. um yeah so that was another was thing so fast. did you see that photo that i posted yes you said you swear it's a balloon. <laughs> I swear to God, it's a balloon. It's number one. And I'm like, yeah. why did you... I was asking my wife, why did you have to get a, a number one and two matching regular size balloons, like in the same color, and put them all together? She's like, what? I'm like, you don't see that? She's like, no. I'm like, okay, never mind. Yeah, don't <laughs> I'm tell I'm probably the only she, one. She would never be able to unsee it. <laughs> I know, exactly. But it wasn't um, too bad. That's um, good. So yeah. speaking of birthdays, when is your son's birthday? My son's birthday was on the 27th. Oh, mine April, was yesterday yeah. on the 30th. Oh, really? Okay, how old yeah. is he? Or no, my birthday. Oh, your birth? Wait, your birthday? birthday? My birthday oh. was yesterday, yeah. How come you didn't tell me? Happy birthday. Well, it was uh, It was a number that we'll just keep it on the DL. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's funny yeah. how you, you cross that threshold and then suddenly you don't care. Yeah. Or at least yeah. you don't care to mention it anymore. Yeah, that's so, what yeah. my parents and, of course, my grandparents are calling yesterday, and they were like, my Nana sang this song, and she's like... Oh, how cute. Yeah, she's like, I don't know, but I've been told that someone's getting old. I'm like, thank you. Thanks. Yes, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I wipe my tears. <laughs> now I'm really crying. <laughs> right. but, yeah. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Did you do anything? I know we're all under lockdown, but yeah. did you do anything special? No. Well, my you go husband, traveling maybe. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> husband and kids made me cinnamon rolls, which is like a horn family tradition. So we had cinnamon rolls with candles, but yeah, it was really oh, sweet. Oh, cute. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you get some, uh, maybe, uh, what, what is it? I always see this or I used to see this like that, those cards that kids give to their, their parents. And it's like, um, 10 minutes of silence or something like that or back massage no i didn't get that but they were very generous yesterday anytime they needed anything they were like never mind i'll go i'll go ask dad it's okay i'll ask him (laughs) it's your birthday like oh thank you (laughs) there you go yeah that's the that's a great thing about having kids you basically Mm -hmm. have little helpers yeah (laughs) especially my son he's six and he is a big helper he's a good boy that's good yeah 
My daughter is so lazy. I swear. <laughs> She's so lazy. She she would walk around. It's it's one of those things that I'm trying to find out how I can fix that. Mm -hmm. But I enjoy it so much that it's sometimes it clouds my judgment because mm -hmm. she'll be literally walking from the table and she drop she would drop something and it's right next to her and she'll be like daddy can you pick that up and i'm like oh yeah why won't you pick that up that's it's right next to you and she's like but i'm tired and i'm yeah. like fine <laughs> and i fine. say fine i give in i don't know why i do that i've done the same thing my kids are the okay. exact same way like there will be toys all over our living room and i'm like hey kids let's pick up and they're like oh all of a sudden like my stomach hurts i'm so tired don't make me <laughs> i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> I know. They like, will the come up thing, with right? any excuse to not have to do anything. Yeah, I know, right? They're too smart for their own good, honestly. Yes, they are. I agree. Um, yesterday, I was on another podcast, which was pretty cool. I saw that. Congratulations. Thank you. That was fun. Um, the person that hosted the podcast, his name is Craig. And mm -hmm. I've met him, I met him like months, months, I think before I met you. Okay. Because when I first heard about his podcast, I think I was like five, four thousand followers. Oh, really? He was the he, he was the very first one to invite me to oh, podcast. Awesome. It was a long time ago, and I'm like, I was telling him yesterday, I was so excited because having a podcast was one of my like I told him when you were a kid, did you ever play um, pretend radio? like DJ or something. We did the news. We did pretend news. The news, all the okay. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I used to play like DJ oh, or something. Awesome. You know, yeah, it's like so being in a podcast, like being a part of a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I've listened to a lot of podcasts over the years, so I'm a big fan of them. But it's always been my dream to be either hosting one or being a part of one. That's and it's awesome. funny cuz I was telling him when you invited me, like he was the first one to invite me a long time ago. I said, I was so excited. I'm like, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? Yeah. And it's just, I guess that feeling never left when I, when I went on his podcast. And it was just the two of us. Yeah. And he's like asking me questions. And I don't know. I was just kind of giddy. Yeah. That's <laughs> and awesome. And I was telling him why. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, yeah. I think I'm feeling a lot more com uh, comfortable doing this as well. That's I, good. I feel that I'm about to uh show more of my personality i guess because mm -hmm. in the first few episodes i was very reserved believe it or not oh, really? very reserved yeah so i hope you're not worried no, <laughs> God, no. i'm not right i'm sure more of my personality is going to come out as well so it's totally okay. fun oh so exciting news i don't know if um oh no you saw it we are finally on apple Podcasts. i did that is super exciting i actually woke up to your message about it yesterday i'm so sorry because no, it's totally i sent fine. that message it was so late at night and i was no. so excited because i'm like oh I, I randomly i just said yeah maybe i just search um apple Podcasts and see if we're, we popped up and we did and i'm like awesome. right, i gotta send this to chelsea and i'm like oh crap i forgot the time difference she's no. probably like yeah so. no it's totally fine i didn't get it until the next morning so okay. i'm not worried about okay, it but great. it was super cool to be able to wake up and see that we were on apple because we've been waiting you know for I I know. two weeks to be able to two weeks about there, yeah so. yeah so they were accurate they said it's going to take about two weeks and, and sure enough two weeks yeah and another exciting news is we finally got a new logo we did how do you feel well how do you feel about it i love it it is so cute i think it captures our personalities perfect because mm -hmm. you're making like this little face like 
Well, I, I know. Mean, they I'm can, always they like can't, scowling. They can't see me, but it's like this <laughs> little cartoon character of Michael scowling with his pizza on his head. I love it. It's so cool. I really liked it too because um, I feel that that's the image that I want to portray when when we're um, when people think of us, just mm-hmm. like casual people, right? Like, yeah. wasn't the idea of this whole thing to be kind of hanging out with your friends? Yeah. And there's so many podcasts out there and so many really good ones mm-hmm. that are always. I don't know, bringing value to the table. That's a, that's the one thing that you'll always uh, hear. Mm-hmm. But sometimes to me, I mean, I listen to a lot of them, but it, they all start to feel very similar. Like, it's very serious. It's very, you know what you know what it is? I think they're just very professional compared to Probably. this scrappy little thing that we got they're going just, on. They're professional <laughs> and they know what they're doing. And yeah. we yeah. will get there. We'll get we'll there. We'll get it's there eventually. Totally we'll get fun. there. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so funny, by the way, when you texted me about that cake story. Yeah. I was like, am for I a second, I'm like, this reference? Yeah, it's funny because I'm like, what cake story? Yeah. <laughs> I have to think about it myself. That's I'm like, so oh, funny. yeah, that's right. It's the cake story. That was actually a really interesting. Um, okay, so throughout throughout like the week, I guess ever since we started doing this podcast, I've been trying to rack my brain. Like I told Craig this yesterday when I was on his mm-hmm. podcast that I thrive with, from interactions with other people, like my creativity mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. So when, when I'm talking to you or someone else, all these ideas start to just flood my head. And for the last two weeks or so, that's been going on. And it's, it's, not, it's not a burden or anything like that. It's more of an inspiration. So it's really mm-hmm. cool because now anything that I hear um, kind of ties into the things that I want to talk about. So like, for example, I, I mentioned to you a few days ago that this whole cake story that my wife mentioned, and we'll talk about this in another episode, but she was just telling me a story about uh, a lady who bakes cake. And mm-hmm. it kind of tied in to, to my experiences as a creative, as a freelancer, and about finding your worth, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So I had to write that down. And so yeah. for those who are listening, Chelsea and I share this this um, document online, and we call it the Big Board of Vomit of idea vomit or a, the big board of idea vomit that's what the name yeah, is that's it so we <laughs> yeah so we basically just any ideas or any topics or anything that we can think of we just throw on that board and you know we can discuss them so it's mm-hmm. like um yeah it's just it's to declutter your mind and share ideas but mm-hmm. sometimes when i write things there i don't really think them through so i wrote this this whole blurb that says uh sharing or what was it um charging uh, your worth charging your worth that's it and then like uh i also put a note that says cake story and then chelsea's like am i supposed to know what that cake story is am i supposed to know the reference to cake story (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's a little um tidbit um how's work it's good it's going it seems like you've been busy i have been yeah i picked up a collaboration or sponsorship with Splendid Spoon, which is really awesome. That's cool. That's why I see them in your stories. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing more with that in my stories because it, I mean, it kind of relates to the whole office thing as far as like grabbing a quick meal on the go, but I feel like I can express myself more with it in my stories. So can I say something? Yeah, sure. I never thought that that was a sponsor. Really? No. So That's that so just funny. shows how authentic that, that, that whole thing oh, awesome. came off of us. Yeah. That's and great. that's what we want, right? That is I what mean, we want. 
you look like you were really enjoying it. I never, I did. Like, I, I never, I never really thought that was a, a sponsor or a collaboration at all. That's so, so funny. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's delicious. My kids, well, I would say my kids, but my daughter, she loves it. She's constantly like, "Give it to me, give it to me." Oh, like she wants the juice or the soup yeah. or whatever. So it's it's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's awesome. I was super excited it's, when they reached out too. So they, that's uh, it's so funny because you brought that up that it kind of ties in what well, not it, it it doesn't kind of tie in it ties it perfectly <laughs> in with what we were about to talk about today which yeah. is about authenticity right mm-hmm. and so it just shows how powerful that thing is if you know you are able to deliver that message in a very authentic way mm-hmm. because it doesn't feel salesy it doesn't feel like you're pushing anything That's and awesome. so for us like for creators like us it's it's the i think the goal mm-hmm. is for us to show our authentic self and I just wanted to maybe just to start off, um, this topic was actually suggested to us by I am Michael Evans. He's a very nice guy. He's he um, I think he's a, an introvert. Like he admits that he's very introverted. Okay. So when I first met him on Instagram, he didn't really want to share any photos of himself. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. So it's a big he step did for him. Like, yeah. He did like a big thing of like, you know, when he posted a picture of himself, he wrote like, you know, why he hadn't posted a photo before and stuff like that. So I thought that was really cool. That's a big step for someone like him. And I know yeah. a couple of people who are introverted and it takes a lot for them to to f- kind of force themselves out of their shell, right? So mm-hmm. the fact that he's posting, even though he's not even sharing himself per se, mm-hmm. but posting his work, posting his stuff. I mean, this ties in with the last topic that we, we had, which is just do the work and just share your stuff right just get started um so kudos to him because that's a big step for him to share himself more like that in his work so great job and thank you for the suggestion for this for this topic so authenticity that's gonna be it's going to be fun to talk about this one yes Um, thank you so much michael for the suggestion i guess michael just said that but i wanted to throw my little two cents in and say thank you (laughs) So Chelsea, what do you think of the word authentic? Like what springs to mind when you, when you hear that? When I think of authentic or staying authentic to oneself, I think of like going back to your roots basically, mm-hmm. or I guess you could say of just being who you truly are. Kind of when I, mm-hmm. when I think of being authentic, I think of like an authentic dish, like a, a meal, yeah. you know, that you've had mm-hmm. for, you know, that or a recipe that has been carried on for tr- you know many traditions like no one's changed it it has stayed its authentic self so i guess that's a roundabout way of saying what i think of Us- authentic <laughs> using food and as a as an example is actually really good because uh, my wife loves to cook she loves to watch a lot of these cooking shows and mm-hmm. i consider them artists these chefs oh, yeah, oh my definitely. god like For sure. they're a different breed and it's just amazing i mean mm-hmm. all these ingredients right like there's so much to put I, I i am a klutz in the kitchen in the kitchen the only thing i can do is boil water and sometimes <laughs> i even funny. mess that up i don't know how but it's, it's yeah it's 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 an art and so mm-hmm. like authentic dishes authentic um anything when when you hear that word you're all, almost automatically attracted to it because mm-hmm. you know it's the real deal no no um sugar coating it it's probably not a good example but um yeah it's just it's just a real thing right 
yeah, there's been no changes to it, and there was no need for a change, like for mm-hmm. a dish, so to speak, or a recipe. There was no need to change anything to it because it was good just the way it was. It stayed, it stayed its authentic, true self. And it, it same applies to people. When mm-hmm. you meet someone, and you can tell if they're being being authentic, if they're being real, and you start, you tend to appreciate those people more. Mm-hmm. Some people like the whole, like here in California. I don't, I'm not really a big fan of it. Uh, people here, everyone feels like they're someone. Everyone mm-hmm. feels like they're very important. And it's kind of sad because I have family in the Midwest and mm-hmm. I'm brought, I was brought up in more of with the, the whole Midwest um, morals, I guess, where, you know, you just wear your personality on your sleeve if you, if you, yeah. if you can. Right. So uh, I have a lot of people or not people, I have a lot of family in Chicago Mm-hmm. And so I used to stay there. I used to go there and visit and I stayed there for like six months once. And I remember just appreciating the people there. When you meet someone in the street, you know, you can have a conversation with them, like a normal conversation and talk about stuff mm-hmm. and you can actually enjoy it here in California. It's like you all talk about the same thing. It's like, yeah. so it's, it's kind of hot today. Right. And it's like, why do you even do small talk? Why do you even talk about the weather when the weather, the weather is almost constant, like, That's like so the funny. same, consistently the same throughout the year. But people love to small talk here. And it's one of the things that I don't like. Really? Um, yeah, it's just a California vibe. So yeah, here in California, I, my observation is that a lot there's a lot of people who, who tend to go the other way. Basically, they put their best foot forward, which is good, right? If you think mm-hmm. about it, it's good. Um, when you're in an inter- interview, uh, you definitely put your best foot forward. But the problem with that is we all start to sound and feel the same way. And it when I say feel the same way, imagine like meeting a bunch of people saying the same thing, saying the right thing, saying the most, uh, what you would expect, I guess, in an mm. interview, for example, it starts to come off as unauthentic. Wait, is that mm-hmm. the word? Right. Yeah, so we can use that. Yeah, we can use that. That if that's not a word, it is now. So it is now. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, it's important, I think for people, I mean, for creators such as ourselves to be, to try to deliver that, authentic message and Mm -hmm. image to our work. Why do you think it's important, Chelsea? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've always thought that it was the best thing to stay true to yourself, to stay true to your work. And if you show your true authentic self in your work, I feel that people will relate to you more. They will, you know, they will reach out to you more for support and you know, look to you for ideas to become, you know, to try to, I guess, create things like you do, or, you know, just look up to you for inspiration, so to speak. So I've always, I've always thought that it's good to stay true to yourself. If you guys can see me right now, I'm nodding my head so much. My (laughs) neck is going to hurt. I completely agree with Chelsea with whatever she said, because sometimes we don't really think about this, but it's very important for us to show who we are through our work because that's mm-hmm. how we like you said relate to people that's how there's a this there's a disconnect once you you try to be someone else once mm-hmm. you try to to cover it with you know other things and there are obviously there are exceptions right like some mm-hmm. in my graphic design work for example i can't always show my style yeah. i can't you know if the client wants something I, you know I, I give it to them but mm-hmm. it's what i'm talking about is more on i guess this whole social media space because from, I think, if I'm guessing from Michael's um, perspective, when he asked that question, it's probably from a creator's perspective. 
Mm-hmm. So when you create something and you, or when, when I say creator, someone who posts on social media and shares their work. Um, I know a lot of people that I follow that I absolutely love their work, but there's a complete disconnect whenever I see them because yeah. it doesn't feel authentic anymore. It feels mm-hmm. like I respect the work, but I don't necessarily relate to the person, which is, uh, I think, I mean, that's okay. But as people, I think it's very natural for us to want to connect, to want to mm-hmm. find that connection and just know more about that person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's very, very important. And it's something that everyone should be thinking about. I agree. I think his, I think his other question too was how to stay true or authentic yeah, to your work. A- That's a really hard one. You really have to just look within, I think, and stay true to yourself. When I know that it could probably become hard, like when you get to a certain level of of success, like some of the other content creators you were talking about, I feel like, you know, they probably try to stay authentic and then they got to a certain point. I don't want to say too good, but maybe they thought that they were too good to stay authentic to themselves, maybe. Right. That's a a very valid point because... um, some people that I used to follow, no, I still follow them, but some people that I follow, I used to admire their work. And I absolutely loved it. But then they get to a certain point where they f- they almost view themselves. I, I Okay, I could be judging them, but this is the message that comes across when I see their feed or their work. It's almost like they're celebrities now. Yeah. And, you know, there's a complete disconnect there. I'm like, okay, I can't even, you know, this person, I'm definitely not going to message him. I'm definitely not going to ask him a question because he's probably not going to respond to me. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You, you know, when they get to a certain point, you know that they are disconnected. Like they're not going to connect to their audience like they once did because they get to a certain point, like I said, where they, they think they're maybe too good. I don't want to say that, Mm -hmm. but I feel like maybe that's what they, they think. Yeah. Um, like I agree. I, again, we could be judging them, but it's clear. We're not, not. (laughs) I mean, we're, we're not trying to, but but the, the point is the messaging that, that, that comes across is basically, basically that. And that's what you want to avoid, right? You mm-hmm. want to avoid that type of messaging. What you want is for people to still relate to you and still be able, you want, you still want to be approachable. Mm-hmm. So, but again, maybe I guess their goals are different. Um, mm-hmm. But from my perspective, I think growth really comes from being approachable, being mm-hmm. uh, able to relate to people. Because that's how you draw people in, yeah. right? Like if yeah. you walk past like a really expensive store, you're not going to walk in because it looks so glamorous and just, you know, you already know I'm not going to be able to afford that or anything yeah. like that. But if they have a great salesperson that's inside and calls you in and say, hey, you know, I like that skirt. I like that shirt. I like, I don't know, your hat. And just kind of draws you in and talks about, and I've had this done to me a couple of times. It's so funny because this is one of the things that I hate it. I hate about California. I don't know if it's the same thing where you live, but the, uh, I'm in Georgia. (laughs) Okay. So the, the, the sales. So when, when I'm walking inside the mall here and this is like a few years back when cell phones were such a huge thing Mm -hmm. and they would have these little, um, booths in the middle of the mall kiosks. Oh, kiosks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The the little carts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So these very, very aggressive salespeople for, um, these wireless companies they're so aggressive they they would literally pull you in Mm -hmm. and be like hey uh do you have the time and i'll tell them yeah and then they're like oh by the way is that a new phone and you know they'll just try get me to talk but some of them are really good Mm -hmm. really good to the point that i know they're trying to 
they're trying to make a sale and I have a new yeah. phone already and I don't have no need. Absolutely do not need to entertain them. But some of them are so good that I get into this whole conversation. I find myself wasting my time and wasting their time because we're just talking. That's but, so funny. But that's the power of it, right? They, mm -hmm. they find something that's very relatable to you and they start a conversation and you're drawn in. And like I said, I don't need a phone. I don't need anything, mm -hmm. but they were so good that I'm like, that, that's, that's a skill in itself. You know, if yeah. we can translate that to our work, you could be selling more. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, you could be, you could, you could have more clients or better clients, but authenticity also, I feel translates to, I mean, when I'm thinking about it, I remember when I was struggling for work, like looking for any graphic design work at all. I was like browsing through Craigslist, browsing through all these online forms. And I would get a couple of um, recruiters looking for designers for um, an adult industry type of job, oh, okay. like design work, not, mm -hmm. not performance, okay. but just, <laughs> just I, like, I really work. don't know where this is going right now, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just going to ride, <laughs> ride with it. <laughs> But um, they're looking for someone who to design their banners and mm -hmm. all that stuff. And if I'm being true to myself, I mean, I was hungry. I was just looking for work at that point. Mm -hmm. But I was still very true to myself. And I said, no, I don't want that type of work. It's just not, yeah. it doesn't align with me, my values. So I'm being yeah. true and authentic, authentic to myself. I think that also can be applied, that that aspect of authenticity can be applied in that conversation. I was going to add on to what you said about you turning down the job um, with the adult industry. I think it applies to us as creators as well, because, you know, we have companies reach out and we don't always say yes, because those companies don't always align with our authentic selves or our morals or values or whatever. I mean, not that I've ever had anything like that reach out, but... Um, which I don't know what I would do in the adult industry. Like I can't create a banner or anything. So <laughs> right. I don't think that would, you know, I don't think anyone would reach out like that for me, but I have turned down other companies that didn't fit like my overall goal for my Instagram. Yeah. So it's very important. I think that's a great question that um, people need to consider with everything. Uh, to me, it's always about relationship. Mm -hmm. So my work, I'll speak for myself, but my work is always based on relationship. I was telling um, Craig yesterday, the story about how I started this, this whole freelance thing. And it's really just me practicing my relationship skills mm -hmm. and I can't be good at it if I'm not being myself, right? Like I, f I feel like crap if I start to try to paint myself as someone else. And so I give this person my, my true strengths, right? Like this, mm -hmm. one of my strengths I think is that you can tell that I'm being honest with you. You can tell that I'm being myself, like my mm -hmm. uncomfortable self. So that helps, that kind of disarms people. They start to, I guess, bring their walls down more and they, they open up more to you mm -hmm. and you have suddenly a deeper connection with them and that makes me memorable to them, I think. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've been doing. Um, and that's how I landed a couple of these clients, just by being myself. And so I think it's very important for, for us creators to remember that whenever we're creating something, even for, for videos, especially for videos, if you're mm -hmm. doing YouTube and stuff, um, I was just editing my video yesterday. I, I'm about to release one this weekend, maybe today, hopefully. But I had to do a reshoot because the first clip that I did was just, it didn't feel like me. So yeah. I was way too in my head, like thinking of what I was going to say and how it's going to sound. And I just scrapped it. You know what? Like, never mind. I'll just talk like I'm talking to a friend. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that I feel that my work is much more, it's it's better represented that way. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Because when you are talking to the camera, it's easy to feel like you're just talking to the camera. But when you can kind of get in your head that you're talking to your audience or just, you know, get in your head that the camera is your audience and you're talking to the people watching the video, it, it does help you kind of become more of your authentic self, so to yeah. speak. I have a question for you since you make videos as well. Yeah. How do you, what, what's your process to try to be authentic in front of the camera? Because it's really hard, especially for me, like when I'm looking at a lens, yeah. like who am I talking to, <laughs> right? Yeah. So what's your so, process? What's your, what goes in your head that, that you try to get in that space? So for me, this may not work for everyone else, but somehow it works for me is I don't rehearse what I'm saying. That makes me say things over and over until I finally get comfortable with what I'm trying to say. So I don't feel like I'm reading something because if I was reading something, that would feel very unauthentic. Yeah. So a couple days before I'm about to shoot something, mm-hmm. I you know will go over it in my head and I'll have a general consensus, I guess you could say, of what I'm trying to portray. Then when it's time to get in front of the camera, I just, I go with that. Like I just literally pretend like I'm talking to someone explaining, you know, the product or whatever I'm trying to to talk about but yeah. it works for me i don't know if it'll work for anyone else but well that's no that's good that's that's actually one of the things that i do as well um mm-hmm. and one of the techniques that i've i've shared this before someone asked me how i write my captions on mm-hmm. instagram because i i like to write long captions because i'm a rambler <laughs> but yeah, you're, um, good at, you're good at those though <laughs> am i really <laughs> yeah they okay. they always seem to resonate i think okay and here's the secret honestly uh, someone said, I, f- yeah, I wish I could remember where I, s- I saw this or read this. Oh, I know. Her name is Jenna Kutcher, and she is a seven-figure something, like businesswoman. Yeah. She started Podcaster. off She started off as a photographer in, in the Midwest. She bought a $300 camera from Craigslist because she wanted to be a photographer. I'm using air quotes, photographer. She calls herself a photographer. F-A-U-X. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. So, but she got good at it. She got really good at it. And then she started to, you know, have a bunch of gigs throughout the year to the point where she doesn't have a personal life anymore. So she started to transition and basically just worked on herself, worked on her brand. And that was the topic that I, was, I sent you um, mm-hmm. about brand, right? And there she talks about how it's important to um, have that relationship with with people like you are a brand you're not a company and it's very important Mm -hmm. for people to to understand that and she is basically killing the game right now using that technique and so that's why it's very that's why i'm drawn to her content because she's Mm -hmm. very authentic and one of the things that she she taught is that if you want to write good captions you speak out like out loud and you write it down so what mm-hmm. you can do if you want is you can record yourself talking and then you just literally write it down. Every word, like the words that you say. And so it goes back to the technique that you were saying earlier. You weren't mm-hmm. even rehearsing. So that's your true self because it's almost like you're you're talking to a friend. I should practice yeah. that more because I'm better at writing it than saying it out loud because yeah. I still, I'm, me and my cynical mind, I still can't get over the fact that I'm talking to a camera. Like I see myself in this little room and I'm like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? I I end up just making fun of myself. So I have to keep repeating it, but that's a good step. That's a good step of, um, for trying to find your authentic voice and your authentic self. Cause I know Michael, Michael Evans was asking how to show that through your work. And that's, that's one, that's one way of doing that. Um, give it a try. I just, I've always found it easier 
because I tried, you know, in the beginning to write a script, so to speak, and, you know, try to stick to that script. But then I found that I wasn't really reading the script. I was just saying what was in my mind. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm just going to scrap the script and I'm just going to go with whatever comes into my mind. I'm going to say that and I'm going to see what happens. And it really worked for me. So Um, who is your favorite influencer? Oh, definitely Peter McKinnon. Anyone else on Instagram? Oh, Instagram. Sorry. Um, oh, no, it's okay. I mean, it can be anywhere. Oh, my goodness. Because I know I, when you say Peter McKinnon, I know because his work is just amazing. And, it is. And when, when, when you hear him speak, like it's like you're listening to a friend. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's one I of was, those. that. I was also going to say uh, Sarah Dietschy. Oh, okay. Dietschy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like her. And, of course, Casey Neistat, but he's not really doing much. No. Oh, now, that's the thing he, with Casey, too. Like, he's really good with being himself. Yes, I, that's, that's what a, I was just about to say. Yeah. Casey is really good at sticking to his true self. Because you, mm-hmm. can't, you can't look at Casey and know, like, you can't tell that he has millions and millions of dollars. I know, right? Being an it's influencer. It's crazy. You know? And it's funny, too, because, like, for someone like him and his uh, stature, when mm-hmm. he reviews stuff, like sometimes he doesn't even know what to say. He's like, I, I don't know why this thing is like this. You know, he doesn't try to cover it up with, I don't know, like a lot of fluff, I guess. Yeah. And that's why people like his, his stuff. Yeah. Just, that's he, why a lot of him. people respect him too, because he's his authentic self. Like you can't, I don't think you can find anyone who's more authentic as a creator than Casey Neistat. <laughs> yes. Like he's very, he's definitely up there. Um, mm-hmm. I do have one though that I think is very, very good with being, themselves um and this person is actually one of my influences and it might sound kind of weird but do you know who the greater good is on instagram elizabeth gray is her name so she is a i don't think so she is a calligraphy or lettering artist she's really good so her profile says she's a lettering artist plus introvert fueled by coffee and all things cozy when i first discovered her account i think she had 40 50 000 followers now she that's... is at 197 000. holy moly that's yeah. awesome and you know what that the reason so cool. the reason why because i'm not into calligraphy per se mm-hmm. i love her work i love the stuff that she does mm-hmm. but i'm not her i'd say ideal follower her typical follower. Probably. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not her typical follower because I don't do the same techniques. I don't. I don't use the techniques that she she uses mm-hmm. because we have completely different types of work. But the reason why I started following her and really just kind of was inspired by what she does is because she used to post, and she still does. She posts in her stories every day of a lot of like the regular things. You know what I mean? Like making coffee and using her phone to take pictures, mm-hmm. drawing with whatever she has laying around, and she really has managed to deliver that message of authenticity to her followers especially to me like Mm -hmm. it after months of following her like it felt like she's part of my day now when when i see her stories like oh yeah it's almost like a friend right like Mm -hmm. i wonder what chelsea's doing you know i'll look at her your stories i'm like oh yeah so it felt like that she does not hide from the fact that she's an introvert and so she would share stories and she doesn't even show her face on her instagram because she's so shy yeah every time she you see a post of her it's always like she's very far away or she's partially hidden and despite the number of followers that she has like she hasn't reached that point where she's like oh this is me i want i mean she has she's shared herself um her Mm -hmm. face but she still prefers to be hidden and Mm -hmm. it's kind of cool to see that it's kind of cool to see that someone who has embraced themselves like fully like i'm an mm-hmm. introvert i don't want to go anywhere I don't, I, I don't want to you know interact with this many people i think that just resonated with me 
Like, I like this, you know, you can be yourself and still be able to relate to people. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like I said, you can see how big her following is now. Yeah. And she just inspired me a lot initially, literally when I started my Instagram. And I remember this because I saw this post um, last night. I I have another account. It's a private account, but um, I posted there because most of my followers are family. Mm -hmm. Um, I posted there a picture of my desk when I first started here. It wrote in the caption, "Um, I started a new Instagram account and I would really appreciate it if you followed me there because currently I have 24 followers and it's (laughs) going to be really good for my ego. And I said that. And I remember that was the time when I was following Elizabeth Gray. Uh-huh. And it's just really inspired me because I said, man, look at this person. She's being herself and look at how, how big her account is. Yeah. And I felt that if I could somehow get a fraction of that authenticity, you know, from myself, like to show it, then yeah. I could maybe be as, as big as her. And so, yeah, it's just one of those things that really inspired me. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And I actually thought of a conversation that we had when I first started. It was probably one of the first conversations that we had. And I don't I don't remember exactly how it went or if I asked you like how to reach the amount of following that you have. I don't exactly remember how it happened, but I remember you saying you have to be relatable or you have to, you know, put work out there that is relatable to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no. it's funny. It's that's really what it's all about. I mean, you have to be relatable. You have to stay true to yourself and stay authentic. I think I, I really think we- Maybe it's just the way we were brought up. Like as kids, we were all used to the whole Hollywood image, right? Like it's Maybe. all, yeah. you have to look a certain way. You have to act a certain way. You have to be a certain way. Yeah, you, some, to the point that you, ha- like for me, as uh, someone who grew up in Asia, mm-hmm. I had to be a certain race to be mm-hmm. noticed. Like, yeah, it's a, in, in the Philippines, you'll still see it like in like the people. Um mm-hmm. People still judge you based on your color. They're not necessarily racist. You know, I should clear that up. Filipinos are not necessarily racist. It's the colonial mentality, I think, Mm because the country was basically just got ran over by so many other countries in the past like yeah that's really sad yeah it's really sad that th- as people they've they haven't really had that chance to be to feel proud of themselves so mm-hmm. it's always about oh do you, this is why when you go there um you watch tv there you'll see a bunch of ads for skin whitening products yeah so oh, no. lotion even pills yeah. and it's completely normal because and I'm, I'm not even kidding you i still have a lot of friends and family who live there um mm-hmm. they will attest to this if you are for example trying to get a job like in an interview and someone next to you is either foreigner, like someone who is, you can be from anywhere else except from the Philippines. There's a big chance that they will get the job over you if they have lighter skin. I hate that. It's really sad. It's really sad. Um, Also, it's like I've had a couple of, um, I think it was the Miss Universe pageant where until recently, a lot of the candidates were, if you listen, if you hear their names, they don't even sound like they came from the Philippines. Like they, it's like, wait, is she German? Like, seriously, it's really weird. It's like they don't feel that, um, they feel like they have to be someone else. They feel like they're not good enough, I guess. Exactly. And, and it's really sad. Heart. I hate to hear that. Mm-hmm. It's really it's so sad. sad. I've yeah. gotten a couple of messages asking if I'm Filipino mm-hmm. um, on my Instagram and my YouTube. And I said, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, I can't believe, you know, you're also, you're, you're from here or whatever. And I'm like, no, you have to believe, you, you have to, to just get that out of your head that yeah. it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter who exactly. you, like what you look like. So it's one of those exactly. stereotypes I definitely want to break. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it's just always goes back to 
to how I imagine the world to be when, when my kids grow up. Yeah. You know, it always goes back to that because I always imagine a world where my kids don't have to be so afraid. You know, they don't have yeah. to be afraid. They don't have to feel threatened. They don't have to feel like they, they got like dealt a bad hand or anything like that. Yeah. You know, we're all the same. And it's great all that... the same. Right? Like, I grew up in, in an era where it's kind of weird because I was, I guess, crossing that barrier when people mm -hmm. still didn't know where my country... When I would say, oh, I'm from the Philippines. I remember this. I was in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Someone asked me at the store, where are you from? And I said, the Philippines. And they're like, where's that? Where, where is that? And yeah. I've even had someone ask me if... Or no, I think it was my cousin. Asked them if we had cities there. Like, they literally thought it was just jungle there. <laughs> oh, it's i mean i laugh at it like we laugh yeah. at it I'm like no no it's not i mean they weren't being disrespectful they were yeah, just they good. just didn't know right so yeah. they just they just didn't know i'm not offended easily honestly with stuff like that's that good. no i know you're not yeah no <laughs> sometimes like, i bring it bring it at me bro. <laughs> yeah yeah try yeah try me no actually not yeah. i'm very sensitive so please <laughs> as long as you're not being really authentically mean no, I'm I, so, I can, I I'm can so take sensitive it. too. It's okay. <laughs> so sensitive. I can take it. But yeah, I, I don't know why I got on this topic, but I guess it's just part of me being authentic yeah. as well. Like I really yeah. wanted to share that part of me. So I think, I think that's really good. I think being able to open up and be honest about who you are, I think that's one of the first steps of being authentic. Yeah. So, so. it's accepting that, right? That's, yeah. a, that's another step that you have to do. You just accept it and be proud of it. Yeah. You'll be surprised. You might be surprised to find that there are a lot more people like you yes. once you open up like that. Yes, absolutely. I think a lot of people are finding people like them and mm -hmm. realizing that it's okay to be who you are. Like, you yeah. know, just open up, like screw all the haters or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I so, I don't, I don't think I could ever do it myself, but I so want to bridge that gap and I always instill it in my children. Like, everyone is the same it doesn't matter the color of their skin or their hair color or whatever like you always treat someone with kindness yes you know and i think we need that so much right now like just be kind oh, yeah, to someone definitely. society is yeah. so polarized right now I we're know. so we're so divided which is sad and it's weird because my dad he's obviously from a different era like he still has those, those stereotypes right like yeah like um I don't have to be specific, but, you know, yeah. he's just, he just has a very different worldview and it just puts into perspective, you know, he's not a mean guy. He doesn't say anything bad like that, but he just has a very different worldview. But it's, um, it's just funny how someone brought it up. I think it was him. Someone brought up someone's race before, just a long time ago. And mm -hmm. he said, is this person, this, I forgot, I completely forgot what it was, but the point being is that when he said that, I found something, I realized something about myself is that I don't see color. Like, when, not literally, but I don't regard a person's race. Yeah, it's, it's, same, it's, same it's like me. I've, I've, you know, um, had relationships with so many people at this point that to me, we're people. We're people, yeah. We're people, right? I say that all the time because I've lived in so many different places with so many different types of people. Like when I look at someone like you, I would have never thought you were from the Philippines or from anywhere else. Right. I mean, I just thought yeah. you were from, from here, you know? I really got a lot of that from living in Hawaii is everyone yeah. is the Ohana. You know, everyone is Ohana. It's so everyone diverse there as well. Yeah, yeah, I know. They have that family <laughs> vibe. It's just yes. awesome. Yeah. 
You know, we all are just people. We're all just trying to navigate this life yeah. together, you yeah. know, so to speak. But It's just amazing because, like, if you and I can have that same view, basically evolved into that um, part of our adulthood that we don't mm-hmm. even see color or race anymore. It's just we're people. We're just people. And it gives me so much hope to think that my kids will grow up in that type of world, right? Like, really they don't see color anymore. I'm yeah, like, that's I awesome. Really, I really think they will, especially our kids. I know my kids are kind of in the same generation mm-hmm. as your kids and yeah i really think i really think they will get to a point or it, we all will get to a point where it's you know we're all everyone will hopefully see that we're all just people yeah i think that's a problem with social media because everyone has a voice yeah. and you know like every, like everyone has an opinion yeah. and um it's just they magnified all stink yeah, yeah they, it's magnified. Excuse my my language, but an opinion is basically an asshole. Like everyone has an asshole, yeah. and and they all stink. That's what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, they all stink. It's just <laughs> so it's just everyone else's asshole, and and it's like you you can try to make that like it, that doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. It's it everyone has an opinion, and it's fine, but yeah. it's just because of social media, it's magnified so much that everyone wants their opinion heard too Mm -hmm. so it's it sucks so i refuse to believe that the world is really bad i honestly think (laughs) you know what i mean like in our little bubble here (laughs) yeah and that's the thing like i feel that it's not bad it's just we hear more of these voices but it's Mm -hmm. i always still say that 90 percent of the time when you're outside you'll still come across like good genuine good people yeah and i think my way of trying to contribute to that cause is to try to be myself as best as I can, mm-hmm. my authentic self. Oh, it's just really funny how we, we got to, <laughs> from showing your authentic self to your work to racism <laughs> and just different colors. <laughs> it's that just, was crazy. Yeah, I don't, know really where, I don't know how we got there. It was a wild ride. <laughs> I know. I think we've we've um, touch a, touched on that subject like pretty well. I don't really I know so. what else to, I, unless there could be a specific question, any more specific than that. We both agree, Chelsea and I, that as long as you're being true to yourself, you accept who you are and your more it aligns with your morals and your values and your influences whatever you can show that through your work and there are different techniques of doing that and like chelsea shared how she would make videos in her authentic way and i've shared my way of writing my captions and i think those would be my contribution for this for this episode so i hope it's it's helpful someone finds it helpful hopefully yeah i hope so too and i hope we have resonated with someone who's in the same boat as us trying to find their authentic self because that's not always easy it's not um, easy and it's yeah. very important to do so because i think it that's is. how you can really grow especially if you're in this space if you want to grow your following um you have to you have to show that just to break up this episode chelsea and i have decided that we wanted to add a new segment to the podcast so chelsea is going to be presenting some gear related news anything that's exciting to us content creators um, that's related to gear chelsea will have that information so i have done some deep investigation (laughs) i've done some deep diving in the interwebs and Mm -hmm. i found out some pretty cool information that you guys probably already know you know that canon is gearing up for their launch of the canon r5 and you've heard all of the crazy rumors and the specs but canon did recently release that the camera will have a new sensor so the new sensor will allow high speed continuous shooting and the ability to record in 8k all of that is true The price has yet to be announced, but I can only assume that you'll have to sell a body part to be able (laughs) to afford this thing. Another one. 
<laughs> if it can shoot an AK, I'm sure it's not going to be cheap. Um, yeah. While I was diving into the Canon R5, trying to f- maybe find something that you guys hadn't heard, um, I found that Canon has sprinkled out little rumors that they are going to be releasing the Canon R6 along with the R5. I think it'll probably be released in June, so a month after the R5 or something around that. Um, this will probably be a less extensive version of the R5, and it's going to be a 20 megapixel full-frame sensor with in-body stabilization, mechanical shutter, and have the ability to shoot 4K at 60 frames per second and full HD at 120 frames per second, which I'm really excited for because the Canon R, which is my go-to camera right now, it only shoots at 720 and 120 frames per second. The R6 will also feature a dual card slots and a new battery. The build quality and resolution is rumored to be lower than the R5, which leads me to believe that it will be a cheaper version than the R5. Probably similar to the R and the RP. And that's all. So I hope oh, awesome. you, wow, I that's you cool. enjoyed that little commercial. I did. I have. N- I have. Like, I know nothing about the the Canon's um, mirrorless system. Oh, okay. So, but it's it's just curious. Um, the R five is more expensive than the R six. Is that correct? That's what it's. I mean, it didn't say any like specific price for either the R five or the R six. But since it mentioned that the build quality was less than or probably not as good as the R five, it just made me to believe that it would be cheaper. I see. This is also just rumors um, from canonrumors.com or .co. So it could not be all true. It's just rumors. So have you decided what body part you're going to sell? Um, <laughs> well, I've broken both of my legs. So we'll probably <laughs> just sell one of those off. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So I think, yeah. um, I think we're going to move on before we end this. Uh, I think before we end this podcast, we are going to move to listener questions. This time, I did not read them beforehand, which means as I'm going through them right now, everything is going to be a surprise. I'm going to read them right now. And Chelsea and I are going to try our very best to answer every single question as honestly as possible. I know, me too. First question would be from Max. What is your creative influence? You can go first, Mm. Chelsea. I get a lot of my influence from social media, I guess you could say, from Instagram Mm -hmm. and from other creators. I feel the same way. We just grew up in this whole social media um, era. Mm -hmm. I mean, as as adults, right? So we were Mm -hmm. exposed to it. But growing up, like a lot of my influence came from movies. So Star Wars and um, Indiana Jones, all these creative movies. Like when I say creative, they had no special effects. You know what I mean? They did. It's just they're very rudimentary. So it's like um, whatever they had. So a lot of my creative influence came from that. That's awesome. Yeah. So that answers that question. So question number two. Are you ready, Chelsea? I'm ready. Are you still nervous? I'm still nervous. My hands are sweating. (laughs) Tarn asks, how was COVID-19, how has COVID-19 affected your business and what changes have you made to it? COVID-19 has affected my business for the better. And when I say that, more companies have been reaching out wanting me to take product photos for them or wanting me to promote for them on Instagram. Um, So that is that it's been a it's been a plus for me but i mean even though i hate to say that cuz i know a lot of people are going through a lot of hardships right now so it has affected my life a lot more than yeah. it has affected my business <laughs> but yeah yeah for me it has affected my business a lot I, I was telling craig yesterday in his podcast that for the first 2 weeks like i had i heard nothing from my clients like nothing mm-hmm. but it was okay because i knew i understood like we were all affected by this we were all affected mm-hmm. 
So none of them even had to really say sorry or anything, but one did, which was really nice. Like they yeah. reached out to me and they said, they apologized and they said, you know, we're going to have to stop sending projects for you um, in the meantime, temporarily. And, you yeah. know, I really appreciated that. I said, I, I told him, I said, thank you because you didn't have to yeah. do this. I understand completely. But so it's affected in that sense. So what changes I've made or I've done is that I basically refocused my energy and my, my time to other things that I wanted to do, which mm -hmm. is create more content and, you know, just better myself in other aspects that I remember promising myself. I said, when I find mm -hmm. the time, then I realized that I will never find the time. So it's really just a matter of making the time. So now yeah. is the best time for me to make that time. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to grow in other aspects of my creative career, I guess. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. a good way to, to look at things and not try to focus on the bad things. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Because we can all sit here and be like, ah, the world is ending or realize yeah. that things will move on and they things will, will change again. And it's just a matter of, are you, are you going to be ready when it's, when it changes back? to whatever yeah. the new normal is going to be, right? Yeah. So I want to be ready for that. Next question is from the Spencer Ryan. And he oh. asks, yeah, you know him. Yeah, we know him. What are your determining factors for working with brands? That's a good question. Yeah, so I always respond with, because a lot of brands, when they reach out, they don't tell you exactly what they have in mind. I always respond with, I would love to hear more. I would love to hear what you have in mind. I first go and look at their product to see if it's something that I'm interested in. Yeah. before I even, you know, go further within the email. And I guess if it's just something that kind of relates to my whole goal of my Instagram or my influencing, as long as it kind of relates to my brand, so to speak, one reason I would say yes. That, that's so. good. That goes back to the whole being authentic, right? Yeah. Like as long as it, it's interesting for you and you really like it. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I that's basically I'm going to steal your answer because that's my, that's my answer too. you know, I, I definitely ask more and figure yeah. out if they are for me. I, I've had a couple of brands reach out and they said this will look good on your desk or in your office. And in my head, I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. not in my office, not in my desk. Um, it's just not me. So the yeah. determining factor for me would definitely be, you know, obviously getting more details about the, the product. And if it's something that I definitely would use because yeah. It's hard to be authentic when you are getting paid for something that you don't agree on, like, or you don't yeah. believe in, right? So I definitely don't yeah. want, and I've made my mistakes in the past. I've had collaborations with products I don't, I don't necessarily believe in, or not really, not, not that I don't believe in them, but I'm just not excited mm -hmm. if I'm not as excited. So probably the number one thing for me is if I'm excited about that product. So mm -hmm. when, when I hear the proposal and they see it and they're like, oh, we would like to propose a project with you and it's this. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not excited about it, um, I usually just say no, because yeah. I know that it's going to come off as very fake. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So we're going <laughs> to, we're going to move on to the next question. And this was asked by Zachary Salter. How do you grow as a photographer if you think you've stagnated? That's a good question. Um, some of the things that I do when I feel stuck as a photographer is I really just look at other platforms for inspiration, like Pinterest, so to speak, or maybe other influencers. You know, I feel like looking at other people's stuff really sparks my inspiration. Mm -hmm. So if I'm feeling stuck with like photos that I take for my office, I really just browse through Pinterest and I'm like, oh, that, that looks great. You know, and then 
my own ideas will start to kind of flood into my mind. Okay. I hope that's that a good, answers yeah. your question. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good method of doing that. Um, for me personally, I try something else. Like if I'm, I feel like I'm doing the same thing. Um, again, this goes back to the conversation I had with Craig yesterday. Uh, I guess it was a really good conversation. We, we covered a lot of things because... Um, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, like he asked me if I get bored taking pictures of my desk. I said, yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. I get really I bored if it's the same thing. So That's why I've remodeled yeah, already. <laughs> that's a, that's another way of doing it. Like try to change your environment if you can. Mm -hmm. But if you can't, then for me, I would try to take pictures of something else. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to post it necessarily. It's just giving yourself that variety is very important mm -hmm. for creatives. Like the worst thing that can happen to you is, you know, just like doing the same thing over and over again. So yeah. you have to give yourself variety. So if you feel like you are stuck or stagnant in, in that field, try something else. Try, yeah. even if it's, if it means you're, you want to try something other than photography as a creator, the, the whole idea of being creative is getting different ingredients, right. And putting them mm -hmm. together. So if you're working with the same ingredients over and over again, your work is definitely going to be a little bit stale. Yeah. So try to add new elements, new ingredients is yes. I guess my, my answer to that. Another thing that kind of goes off of what you said is I always try, and I know you do too, but I always try to rearrange things for each picture. Like if you yeah. look, most of my pictures don't always have the same things in the same spot, if that makes sense. All right. Well, next question is from John LE underscore 15. His question is a recommendation for a 4k monitor for a beginner photographer, a 500 with a $500 budget. The LG 27 inch 850. Yeah, w, that's my same, that, same that's recommendation. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a same. great monitor. Mm -hmm. um, why I particularly love that is because I love um, Apple's color when mm -hmm. it comes to their screens, the yeah, iMac. It's just the best for me. And mm -hmm. that LG is basically a, a perfect match. Honestly, yeah. like out of the box, they look good. So next question is from, I can't read his name, but L-E-U-G-I-M-T-E-C-H tech. Sorry, I just don't want to butcher your name. Uh, he, <laughs> he asks, how do you push yourself out there as a creative person, meaning how to engage people? So how I would approach that is going back to the same topic today. Be yourself. Be yourself. You, yeah, yeah, because you want to find something that's relatable. So mm -hmm. you want to attract the same the people that believe in the same thing, or at least similar things. Because you can't really hold a conversation with someone if you have very, very different points of views, likes, and beliefs, right? So yeah. it's just very different. So come from a, uh, a perspective that's, that's relatable. So to push yourself out there as a creative, how to engage your audience, find something that you feel is relatable to them. And if it doesn't relate to them, don't worry because you are going to find the ones just get started, I guess. Just start oh. with what you with what you like, mm -hmm. basically. And then I feel like your audience will come. And then once you have your audience, you can kind of fine tune it. The things that they like as well. Just try not to change things too much for your audience. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good point. All right. So next question would be from Mr. Is it Uniqlo or Uniqlo? I don't even know. You don't, do you know that brand? I know it's a brand, but I don't know if that's know. what he's trying to go for. But you know, I'm the worst with things. When you say, when you ask if I know them, I'm like, I don't. When I totally know, like, I totally <laughs> do know them. <laughs> okay, so his question is: Would you guys ever have time to do tutorials for Lightroom? You oh, should see my face right now. I'm making that e face. Like, You've done uh -oh. tutorials for Lightroom, right? I've done. Um, I'm I'm lagging because I have so much on my plate right now, and I do yeah. miss making that. Uh, yeah. I promise you, I'm gonna make one soon because i'm like never, i used to make a lot of them yeah i have not ever done a tutorial for lightroom 
but maybe you should yeah maybe i should yeah there you go all right well i hope that answers your question (laughs) (laughs) okay so this is from i'm not even going to say your name because his his or her question is how do you download adobe premiere pro for free (laughs) you don't you can't i I can't can't. i can't do that no yeah you have to pay for that so i'm sorry Lisa, what kind of pizza is your favorite? Oh, Michael, this is your question. Great, I know. Lisa texted me. She said, I have good questions for you. Oh, yeah, she said, um, I have weird questions for you. We're going to steal the crown from Chelsea. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember the first time, like you had the most, like the awesome questions. I got like the serious ones. Yeah, this is a great question. I know, a good question, but it's way too hard, Lisa. I don't know how to answer this. He definitely can never not pick one. No, definitely not Hawaiian though. I have to admit that. Oh, I oh. love it. I love it. I'm one of those few who <laughs> don't mind Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> oh, I love but, pineapple on my pizza. Yeah, but it's not my favorite. I think okay. my favorite would still be it's Pizza Hut Supreme. I know it's like such a lame, I don't know, gotcha. uh, default Pizza Hut, but I grew up with Pizza Hut. I love Pizza oh, okay. Hut, and their Super yeah. Supreme pizza is my favorite. Um, That's so funny. Do you have my a favorite, favorite pizza? Yeah, pepperoni. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Michael, get okay, out. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay. So her next question is, what do you think about Twitter in general? Mm, when I think of Twitter, I think of it just being like a news channel. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all of, I feel like all the news is on Twitter. Um, I don't, I don't really get on there enough to really have an opinion. Have, like, ha, yeah, to have yeah. A, like a wholesome opinion about Twitter. Yeah. But yeah, me too. Unfortunately, me too. Like I tried to get on Twitter. I used to use it to follow people, mm-hmm. but then I realized that again, it's just a bunch of opinions from people so it's a bunch yeah. of assholes <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. it really is i feel like a lot of celebrities use mm-hmm. it i definitely and... follow celebrities for for twitter okay his, her next question is if you could be born in a completely different country where would it be italy oh you stole my answer did i yeah i've yeah. always just loved the italian culture mm-hmm. yeah i love the food it. yeah i love oh actually you know what i'm gonna change my answer all right. I want to change my answer. I've always had this affinity, like the Japanese culture. Oh, okay. Oh, right. My husband loves the Japanese culture. He mm-hmm. actually lived there for three months. And oh, yeah. He, yes, he loved it. He he would probably have moved there. <laughs> my friend too. My friend is a he's a commercial pilot, mm-hmm. and he told me he went on vacation to Japan with his cousins, and mm-hmm. he was there for just for a little bit, like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And he said, if he found a job there, even if it's like working at a bank, he would give up his entire career. That's <laughs> he so loved funny. it so much, yeah. yeah so as a same. kid, I was I was always fasc- fascinated by that culture. Yeah. Um, never really thought about it again as an adult, but yeah, I guess I would love to be born in Japan just to see yeah how it is. That's cool. So last question, also from Lisa. Where or what is your dream vacation? I'm just going to say Australia because it's the first thing that's popping in my mind. <laughs> mm, okay. But you and my wife not... have the same like um, vacation taste, I guess, like tropical, yeah. Yeah. Um, beachy. Like she loves Hawaii and she wants to go to Mal- Maldives. Is that how you say oh, it? Oh, the Maldi- Maldives Islands. Yeah. Yeah. She wants to go there. So yeah. I mean, I can't fault that. That's these are really good locations. Yeah. So really that's your cool. final answer. I Would guess. you like to call a friend? Yeah, can I phone a friend? <laughs> James, where do we talk about traveling to? I, I mean, I would love to backpack Europe, but when I say backpack, like 
I'm extra, so I wouldn't actually be backpacking. Like, I need mm-hmm. to stay in a five-star resort and yeah. then, you know, just yeah, yeah. travel everywhere. <laughs> um, that's definitely on our bucket list uh, when our okay. kids are older. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, it's hard to try to think of, like, these... My dream vacation is is one where I don't have to worry about my kids. Right? <laughs> that's, that's a dream oh vacation God. right there. Me too. Me too. But I think my dream vacation, and I've been kind of obsessing over this in the last few weeks, because I've been watching like a lot of videos on YouTube um, of the Dolomites in Italy. I don't so it's think like, I've ever heard of that. It's a mountain range. I'm sure you've seen it. Um, it's, I probably have. It looks like you're walking into the uh, the land of Mordor. It's crazy. Like the mountain ranges is crazy. Yeah. So I saw a video of this guy. Yeah. This, this guy, he was just like walking and it's not like here in the U S where you'll have like, these views are just amazing, but you can't cross like a certain barrier. You can't go there. You know, it seems like in this place, it just looks amazing anywhere and you can go anywhere and you can fly drones. You can do whatever you want. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That's awesome. So that's probably going to be my dream vacation. All right. Well, Great questions. Thank you for asking those questions. And thank you for first hanging out with us again. And thank you again, thank you, um, yes. Chelsea, for, for the new gear segment. And Yeah, for, no problem. And we definitely are always looking for your suggestions and topic um, or questions. Thank you for the, for the one today provided by I am Michael Evans. So, guys, I'm going to ask you a huge favor, honestly, because we are excited that we're finally on Apple Podcasts. So we, we would really definitely appreciate it if you could rate us there. Yes. It would mean a lot if we could see a rating. I, I saw the rating right now. We're at zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It just That's got okay. on what, two days I ago. Know. <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you for, for hanging out with us. We really like it. All right. So I guess until next week then. See you guys then. Bye. Bye.